If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Sites to connect, and then we'll get going. I like to uh, kind of go live with it before all of them connect, and that way there's a little countdown on the stream, and then they can hear some background chatter and stuff just for fun. So you said a lot of people pronounce your name wrong? Yep. That's funny. Yep. Rhymes with house. Yeah. So most, most people don't go that way for some reason. So, so I answered in school all the time Yeah, when they do a roll call. So Patrick Canoose, and house. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, at least my first guess was right. Yeah. No, it's very good. All right. Here we go. Hey, what's up? Everybody can see us now. What's up, Patrick? Hey. Oh. So it yeah, is. This, uh, this episode of Cyberpunk Uncensored is all about Patrick Knaus. I want to make sure everybody understands his last name is not Knaus, it's Knaus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this, you know, completely live and casual. Uh, Patrick is a fellow GM. I've been checking him out for a while. He's got a lot going on. We'll get into that. Let's talk about him, talk about Cyberpunk, everything. Um, but before we get into that, let me open up the live chat. Um, anybody tuning into the live stream, um, as always, I, I'll keep the chat open. If you have any, uh, let's see here. If you have any anything to contribute, any questions you want us to go over or subjects, just send it into the chat. Um, if if you're not able to kind of get it into Facebook, I know sometimes it can be finicky. Just head over to YouTube. It's uh, Cyberpunk Uncensored on YouTube. Um, so yeah, we'll let that that chat connect. Um, and while that's going on, why don't we do a little bit of background real quick? Um, why don't you fill everybody in on on exactly what is what is Two Brothers Gaming? Ah, yeah. So um, it's me and my brother, two brothers, uh, and uh, we decided that we wanted to do some streaming of our own, um, some of the games that we wanted to play. So, but we decided, for the most part, um, that we were kind of do it like we did when we were young. So I introduced him to uh, role-playing uh, in the early 80s when he was uh, quite young, and he basically, I forced him to play my games, and and somehow he came out of it liking RPGs. And so when both of us got back into the hobby uh, recently, um, we decided to kind of, you know, do that uh, on an ongoing basis uh, streaming-wise. So uh, there will be games where, uh, we already have some Delta Green uh, episodes where it's just him. He plays a bunch of characters. I tell the story and, and we kind of go through it. Um, but we're also uh, actually on Saturday launching a cyberpunk campaign with one of uh, my players from my Star Wars game as well. So it's going to be him and uh, another player for a, a cyberpunk campaign that we are super excited to get going with. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, we love to play a bunch of different RPGs and uh, decided to, stream it why not so yeah no that's what i saw that you do you know you're not you're not just cyberpunk as you know like i love to 
focus on cyberpunk, cyberpunk uncensored, even even my game master tips, which you'll be doing uh, the next episode of, you know, about campaign building. Even that, I'll, I'll be very cyberpunk centric, I guess you could say. But yeah. I still love D and D. I grew up on that. That's where I got my start, and like I have dabbled in other role playing games. It's just I, I always come back to cyberpunk. That's my main passion. But I do like the fact that you know. You, you get down with a bunch of different ones, like you said. You all, you love cyberpunk too. You always come back and everything. But um, what you know? How did you start? Like just on a personal level, um, get a little more into detail on that. You know, take me back to to young Patrick and his first role playing experience. You know, yeah, exposing <laughs> my age. Uh, so I, I was I was but a young lad in uh, the early eighties, uh, and was at the mall uh, as they existed at the time in, in bookstores and. And I can never quite remember. I, I always say I saw Traveler first, but it may have been Star Frontiers. Um, oh, okay. But it was a science fiction. They had those like box sets that they sold at like a Walton Books. And um, I bought it. And, and shortly after, I bought the other one, whichever it was. But um, And I started playing it. And, and I was always science fiction. Uh, that I always preferred that sort of uh, reading genre and the games. And so... Um, and it basically allowed me to create the stories and worlds that I had in my head um, with a little bit of dice mechanics. And so, yeah, so that's what I played mostly. I actually didn't come to D&D until last year. So, oh, wow. Uh, this first time I ever played D&D was, was last year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, Traveler, Star Frontiers, um, the Indiana Jones game, which is forgettable. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> the Mar the Marvel superheroes game uh, that was really good uh, and Cyberpunk and Twilight two thousand um, were were big games a lot um, and then in college um, there were three uh, there was a group of us that RPG'd and I ran Traveler my friend ran Star Wars um, and another friend ran Call of Cthulhu um, yeah so uh, that's kind of how we played and then. You know, after college, we uh, kind of all went our, our separate ways to different cities. So we didn't we kind of fell out of the hobby. And basically, um, there was I, I, my wife likes me to tell the story because she's not an art. She doesn't play games. And so oh. we're sitting around watching Big Bang Theory one night and she's seeing them play D&D, &D, you know, in, mm -hmm. the, in, the, in the game. And she says, I, I wonder if they have that for um, Game of Thrones. And because she liked the series, and there's the end. Lo and behold, there, there, there you go. Yep, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. So yeah. the next, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A couple of days later, here comes the game, uh, the Game of Thrones uh, from Green Ronin Publishing, um, oh, yeah. uh, on the doorstep. And so I was back into uh, Traveler and, and Cyberpunk and uh, uh, Traveler and exploring some of these other games that I've never played before, and D and D being being one of them. Uh, that that I came to so that's awesome yeah was, that's funny when you said the first thing I thought I was like cool got her like you know like as, as a fellow you know GM and into role-playing <laughs> games it's like when you can get like a best friend or your you know significant other or somebody maybe they're not into that or something then you find like some part of it that they dig and you're like oh shit okay let me just get all that and like here we are let's come on you know like yeah that's so cool yeah that's also yeah. really interesting too that that you you know, you started with role-playing games more on the sci-fi side of things, really. Like, a lot of people, you know, traditionally started with Dungeons & Dragons, of course, you know? And yeah. uh, and then, 
you know, once they get into that, realize that there's all these other ones out there or something, you know, but that's kind of crazy. You started with on the sci-fi background, you know, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it was always really weird for me to play game to, to like not play games that weren't skill-based or class, you know, that, that you got experience points for that you advance skills versus like all of a sudden I'm, I'm now level three and get these new th- options. I'm like, what, 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 what is that? What, yeah. how does that, how does that work? No, you get experience points. You say, Oh, I'm going to increase my skill level by one. So I get, you know, another, you know, modifier or something like that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so that's what yeah, I, that's that's, what I was just always on the sci-fi. Yeah. That, that's what I personally like. And it sounds exactly like what you're describing, why I loved cyberpunk so much more. Like I don't get me wrong. I love D and D. I love my fantasy. And then I love my dark future, you know, but for me, yeah. it, it was those types of games where it just felt so much more real and dangerous. And for me, that was more immersive, you know, because yeah. you had that, like you just described, where you're like, you're a real fucking person. Like you're not going up levels and stuff. And all of a sudden you're getting all these things at each level. It's like you're building and learning. And within the game, if you have a good GM, you know, you're going to get a little in depth on that stuff. Like you're not just going to enter a session and, and, you know, explain me you as a GM, but me, I know like if a player comes in and they're like, okay, yeah, I want to get a plus two in this now that I have built up enough points, I'll make them explain, okay, how did this come about? Like, tell me, did you go see a teacher? Did you take a class? Did you research? What have you been doing over the, yeah, yeah. In between missions over the past months, I've been doing this on the side and doing that. And I love that. It just adds to the, the depth of the story and f- makes it feel real. You know, do yeah. you do you do that in your games? Do you kind of get in depth with that, or do you just kind of allow the those mechanics to function? Uh, if I usually allow them to function, unless they, you know, it if they if it seems a natural progression anyway. So you know, where it's like, oh yeah, I I, I got better. Um, you know, I, I I run a number I run a Witcher campaign, which is also our Talsorian that you know is very close, has a lot of similar rules to the cyberpunk, and you know, oh yeah, he cast a a you know, fire, uh, art spell or whatever, or, or sign. And he improved that. It's like, Oh yeah. Cause you, you've been practicing it, using it. If they come out with something kind of very different then yeah. Though I will say traveler, I, I, t- I do tend to make them, uh, tell me a little bit more because the only real ways in traveler that you improve are my training. So it's like, you uh, have you to ha- say, yeah, yeah. I, this is what I'm doing. So, um, but yeah, it, it the, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm writing, I, I write an article for Blackgate every couple of weeks uh, about RPGs and um, I'm working on one uh, now that talks about character creation uh, systems um, and kind of compares cyberpunk with um, uh, Traveler and, and Star Trek Adventures and that kind of thing. And the thing that I always liked and, and I was as I was writing, I was realizing it about Traveler is the character that you start with the age felt appropriate, right? Cause you go in four year terms. So in every year you're like, okay, I get a little bit better at a risk of showing age or that kind of thing. And it, it felt really natural. And again, D- Dungeons and Dragons, like oh, everyone, you know, I could, it felt weird to play like a, a 30 year old, um, you know, mage who was a level one. It's like, yeah, right. wait, what did they, what did they learn this entire time? And all of a sudden, yeah, what were they doing? You know, <laughs> what were they? So, but uh, you know, there's narrative ways that to work with that, but it's, it always just really felt natural uh, from, from the science fiction side. And, and of course, cyberpunk has that life path system that, um, 
you know, it really sort of adds that kind of uh, meat to that character, provides a lot of those hooks. And depending on what you roll has sort of a, a consequence and how that character comes into play. And um, I'm always amazed at how that ends up functioning because like getting prepared for the cyberpunk campaign that I'm starting um, with uh, my brother and, and, a, and a friend as they were rolling it, it kind of almost matched their character conception. It's, it's kind of one of those weird things where it's like, wait, they already kind of had the character and they kind of twisted in their head. They kind of like yeah. made the role work or it was just weirdly cool. And yeah. it just kind of worked out, you know, and, and they made ties together and that kind of stuff. Um, oh, I love that, that. That worked really well. But, um, but yeah, so um, but yeah. And, and probably the other reason I wasn't in D and D and, um, uh, in the eighties was because, you know, it was the, 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 the satanic panic. So I probably, so uh, would, <laughs> I, I don't think a, a big, uh, those monster manuals would have gotten too far into my house. Uh, the traveler one with the sci-fi guys was, was much easier. So, yeah, yeah, that's so true. It's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and you mentioned something that I love about cyberpunk and that's the life path. I think, you know, comparatively to most, not all, but most, uh, systems and role-playing games like uh, no matter what genre I love how deep cyberpunk goes and just um, I don't know the variance that can happen within that life path and I, I know you don't you haven't been able to really get in into red yet I know you, you've seen the starter you may, you've seen some of our stuff like when we're doing the red advance and some some others kind of leaking some cool things but that's one thing that they even went deeper on with, with Red, which is so cool. If, yes. you're a fan, if you're a fan of the life path, you're going to fucking love Red because, you know, each specific role has its own. Like you do all oh. the life path stuff. And then when you pick a role, you do a whole separate one that kind of explains your job and things and options and what part of town and how you do this. And, that, and I don't know. It's so fucking badass. Oh, <laughs> and as a, awesome. And as a GM, you know, you know, you'll be able to take that and just be like, oh, look at all these goodies I can construct campaigns and things out of, you know it's really cool oh that that's great yeah i oh i I, i'm so happy to hear that because it's i like the life path system in cyberpunk as it is the it's mostly generic though except you get the um you get the lawman one in uh protect and serve that has um some specific lawman um um life path options just like the fixer one like some yeah some of the source books let's clarify that because it is true back you know 2020 system does have um, some of that style of depth when it comes to like roles, like in some of those source books, they do kind of expand some things, which is very fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's it's yeah, I, I, it's so cool that to know that going to be in the core rule book, you're just going to have those those yeah. kind of varied options, and and you know, I, I just. I love I love some of the phrasing and you know uh, you know what you're going to do about it you know you're going <laughs> to take them all out or you know you're you're going to cower and, and and cry you know in a way from you know it's just the the, oh, yeah. the even the tone of 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 how they write that is so great yeah so. even when they explain rules they'll have like that that dystopian dark future attitude you know just that like you're you're fucking insignificant like just fucking this is how it is do this you know i don't know it's just so cool like my, one of my favorites is always when you look at like the wound charts or tables or any type of you know yes. um version of that there's always something there that's very similar to like you know yeah if you get to this point what's the name of your new character 
you know, so, yeah. it'll be something like that, you know, or it's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit, okay, yeah, I guess I'm yeah. down here. Like, yeah. I just love that attitude. It's so fucking funny. And but let yeah. me interject real quick. Anybody watching? Because I did uh, the chat was not opening properly. It just now opened. Um, so anybody that contributed to the chat prior to right now, you're gonna have to resend the message. It's not nobody's really there in the chat. It just it just finally connected. So I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, take take me back to uh, the the two brothers gaming stuff um, because that's obviously the main focus now. Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of how I saw you. And obviously, like, you know, you, you became a real great member of the Cyberpunk Uncensored group. I think that's how we got a little more friendly. I got to see more of your posts and more what you're about. And I really dug it, like, not just your gaming background and, like, being a GM and, like, you know, what what I see you doing with your brother and conventions and just being that, that type of GM, but also just on a personal level. You just came across really nice and open, which I love about the Cyberpunk community is I've met so many cool, like, just players, NGMs, fans, whatever, and it's just uh, a majority are just, I don't know, just so welcoming and, and just nice people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's yeah. that's kind of like how I, I got involved with you was seeing you online and, and there. But take take me a okay. little more focused on Two Brothers Gaming um, and kind of what you're doing with it and, and the upcoming plans. Like I said, I've seen you doing conventions. I know it's you and your brother, but just a little more in-depth yeah. about all that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, we are, like I said, we're starting a cyberpunk campaign, uh, which I plan on doing um, about once a month, um, every once a month with uh, my brother and, and a friend. Um, and we, we may have some guest uh, appearances, but that's going to, f- I, I set it uh, uh, about a decade in advance of the actual red timeline. So it's going to be 2054. Um, and it's going to feature, they're both playing PIs, uh, who are former cops. So it's, I kind of wanted a buddy cop, neo-noir, uh, kind of feel to it. Um, and then, uh, last weekend we actually just rolled up some characters for Star Trek Adventures. Um, oh, cool. and, uh, so, uh, he's playing a, a Klingon captain in Starfleet. Um, so, <laughs> and, and, uh, another friend, uh, from the Death Die Club, uh, Hugo, um, he's going to play, uh, a Vulcan, um, a security officer. So, and I plan to do that about once a month as well. And then, um, you know, I do, uh, I run, uh, a traveler, I'm running a traveler event, uh, a game, uh, they call it, uh, they say the, yes, it's the virtual traveler uh, event, a weekend of virus-free online role-playing. So they've got oh, like cool. a, a sticker. Uh, that they're doing. So I'm running um, a game called Murder on Arcturus Station, which is a classic uh, traveler uh, adventure, murder mystery, uh, but I use the Traveler 5 rule. So uh, kind of running uh, that particular game. And, you know, over time, we're going to continue to, you know, we'll play some of our D&D up there. Um, I'm a big uh, uh, 2300 AD uh, player. I love that game. Uh, Twilight 2000 is coming out with a new edition from Free League. Um, and eventually my brother, uh, he, he doesn't GM'd as much, but he wants, he's done a little bit. He's, he's oh. tested the waters with D&D um, and he wants to run an Alien uh, game. So I haven't been allowed to read the rules yet uh, for Alien because he's like, no, I don't want you to read the rules. I, I want to GM it. So I'm like, all right. That's awesome, though. At least you'll get to play. You know, you get to kind of play. That's one thing that yeah. I enjoyed. Um, cause you know, I, I, I was playing an ongoing campaign with a buddy of mine and some friends doing, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition and we were having a lot of fun. We were getting together all the time. This was 
pre-quarantine, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and that's, that's one good thing that came out of the quarantine is that kind of opened me up to the bigger community of role-playing games and cyberpunk because prior to that, I'd be at my home if I was looking for people to play like the cyberpunk game I was running, I had to find like local friends and like some friends that lived an hour away and they couldn't travel. So we did video chat for them and others would be here in person. And um, I don't know, it was very limited. And then when the quarantine happened, I was kind of like, well, oh, fuck, I've heard about Roll20. I've heard about Fantasy Grounds. I've heard about this and that. Like, I guess let me look at it. And I was kind of apprehensive. Maybe I was being an old, old school dude or something. But I was like, all right. And I checked it out and I was like, ooh, you know? And then I was like, shit, let me get back into streaming and stuff because I used to do that before. And I was like, boom. And I just, I don't know. It just, it re-sparked my passion for it because it, it, you know, then I started learning more about the, the, video, the upcoming video game, about Red, about just all these things that I, I just wasn't, I, I didn't even fucking know about fully um, because I just wasn't looking for it. You know what I mean? I was yeah. just kind of on, online in my own world. I was focused on my own things, whatever. But that's one yeah. good thing that came out of the quarantine was kind of getting on there, seeing a bigger community, getting more involved and more into it. And, uh, and yeah, I was doing uh, you know, D&D prior to that, and then that just fully got me into cyberpunk. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, it, it's cool to get on the other side of it because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have found other GMs and stuff. Like I found uh, my buddy John John, you know, who who streams mm-hmm. live and yeah. stuff. John John the Wise. Anybody yeah. listening, look him up too. Great guy. Love playing with him too. But I started doing his one shot and playing on that side. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I forgot what this is like. You know, like I love GMing. I love creating and seeing where the story goes. And it just has the, it's its own beast, you know, and it's yeah. its own passion. But when when I started playing, I was like, ooh, I fucking I, I missed that. I dig that too. You know, just being able to kind of what's going on, and then deal, you know, dealing with it and manipulating it from that way instead of the other way. You know, I don't know. It's just kind of fun, and uh, yeah. and yeah, I kind of appreciated that. And like, uh, and I don't know. I'm happy for you that you get to you get to play soon. <laughs> hey, yeah. So I get to I get to create characters and think, oh yeah, how, how am I going to approve them and that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. I I, I will say, roll twenty itself is what really allowed me to get back into gaming out once, once, you know, I had that, uh, 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 game of Thrones game, you know, where my brother came over and, uh, my wife played and that kind of stuff, you know, my brother was five hours away, you know? Oh, and wow, yeah. So, you know, in, <laughs> so I was able to have rule 20, and have my brother, my one of my fr- my friend who ran the Star Wars game, who lives uh, in Kentucky, lives hour, a few hours away from me, and I'm just like, wow, this is fantastic! I can play this game now. That you know, uh, when I when we all left in the mid '90s, there was you know there wasn't much of a way to find the hobby and play you know and that kind of stuff. you know it was it was it was more challenging you know. A oh, whole yeah. bunch of stuff, but this you is know, like pre, pre pre internet pre yes you know pre uh, social networking sites and stuff you yes. know so like your way of pulling off a game was like a bulletin board at your local shop yeah. you know or like yeah. signing yeah. up <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so you know so so I love Rule Twenty and I I, I love the fa- and I the fact that it's allowed uh, this to to be the to to connect again with people in a, in a hobby and a, a, a storytelling that I love. Um, and with friends and strangers, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, uh, 
I think Dave Galepsi, you know, high shelf gaming, who's mm-hmm. part of your uh, part of the separate, you know, he and I connected over Traveler. You know, he's like, oh, I see you're doing this Traveler stuff, and I'm like, I listen to your podcast, you know, and and, and connecting like that, and us connecting over Cyberpunk, and, and you know, John John uh, the Wise, you know, he's he's fantastic. It's you know, you, you mentioned earlier just this fantastic community of uh, gamers that are out there that are able to connect um, with these ways. And it's, it's been, you know, marvelous. I just, I, I love the gaming community um, and uh, the people that are in it that, that are like, like I said, they're, they're, they're open, uh, kind, they're in creative um, and all these different stories that are being told um, is, it's just amazing. And I, you know, it, I, I've never in my wildest dreams would have thought the RPG community which was a, a nerdy, small, shunned community in in the eighties would become you know mainstream yeah. where where people are are you know watching D and D on you know live actual plays you know by you know the hundreds of thousands and you know oh, yeah. big time actors and stuff. It's just crazy. Oh, I love it, and I think like you know like you you said earlier. I, I was, you know, months ago, I, I don't know if you know my background in filmmaking and stuff, but, you know, I produce, I direct, I write, and I, you know, a bunch of stuff like that, whatever. Not to get into that, but from that, I was always seeing in the past, in the recent past, I was like, man, D&D blew the fuck up with one, a few things. Fifth edition streamlined everything. Sounds like what they're kind of doing with Red in Cyberpunk. You know, they streamlined it, made it easier to digest. The functionality was still there, and it all made sense. It was, you know, but they took away some of the extra crunchy. They elaborated on parts that are appreciated. I feel like 5th edition D&D did the same thing Cyberpunk Red is kind of doing. They streamlined it, made it, I don't know, for the masses, if you know, however you want to explain yeah. it. And then it's like it started getting some celebrity push. Like it, like you said, it appeared on Big Bang Theory. It was on South Park. It was in Stranger Things. Yeah, I forget a couple movies, you know off the top of my head, but you get the point. It just, it, yeah. it started getting out there and all of a sudden, like, it, it, like people knew it and it was like, Oh shit. Okay. And, uh, and obviously in this time and age, like, like, like also you said back in the day, it was a little different for nerds and geeks, you know? And like, now it's kind of like, it's popular and it's cool. It's the forefront of everything, you know? So yeah. I feel like with all that exposure, D and D blew up and it's still going. It's got like, so, I mean, it's just so big, all the streams, all the famous people, all that. I feel cyberpunk is kind of going that route with what's happening with red, Look at the hype with the video game. I mean, my God, like when all this stuff kind of pops, it's going to get that genre an even bigger spotlight than like recent, I'll say first season because second had a drop off, but like Altered Carbon had the same type of kind of big buzz, like in the filmmaking side of things where everyone was like, oh, cyberpunk, cyberpunk, you know? And it was like, you know, just like how the, the, uh, you know, there's been movies here and there that drop over time, but you know what I mean? Right now, I feel like we're on the cusp of a big sort of cyberpunk evolution or revolution or whatever you want to call it, but it's this thing I think is going to hit and then it's going to kind of happen uh, the same way D and D maybe, and if not of that big of a caliber, at least to some degree, I think it's going to happen like that. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I'm excited for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, um, well, the, the, my, the friend so that is joining the, the, the Sam uh, who's joining the cyberpunk campaign with my brother, he plays in our star Wars game. Um, and, um, I, we kind of approached him and said, Hey, do you want to play in our, our cyberpunk? You know, here's kind of, kind of the idea. And he was like, well, I, he didn't know until very recently that cyberpunk 2077 was based off of an RPG and he's a big RPG guy. Yeah. And I'm like, so that's, that's exactly 
what Cyberpunk 2077 is going to introduce people, especially because I think what aren't they giving away uh, as, in some of the uh, packages a PDF of the 2020 rulebook? Oh, um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I I think that's the case. I think I, I don't think it's the basic edition, but I think it's like if you buy like the ultimate or uh, the deluxe wow. edition, whatever of it, that includes. Um, you know, a map of Night City, and then I think it includes the 2020 rulebook. And I'm like, people are going to look at that and be like, "Whoa, right, there's, right." There's a there's a tabletop RPG that backs this if they didn't know that before. So I think that's going to feed into that as well. And and you know, everyone seems to be like it's going to be one of the biggest games. You know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, launch. It's just you know, it's it's, it's gigantic. It's, I can't. Oh yeah. It's almost hard to fathom how big it's going to be. So. Yeah, I feel like even if just like you said, you know, even if it's just a small percentage that is like, well, hell, I love the open world aspect of this video game. And I didn't even know that there's a fucking role playing game here where it's even more of an open world. And like, let me go dabble in that. Even if a small percentage of those video game people cross over a little or dabble in both or whatever, it's going to be a, a huge you know, impact because it's like you said, it's just so many people are into that that video game. I mean, it is just getting so much hype it's great and i and i love the fact that just like red it's all this stuff is getting hype and yet the companies behind it are not pushing for just like the dollar in their pocket you know they keep having setbacks and setbacks and it's not just quarantine and shipping printing stuff it's literally like we want to match the lore perfectly we got to fine-tune this because it's a little game breaking on the rules or this isn't right we, we've got to fix this just hold, hold off people just relax and like i understand that it's just uh like, I appreciate that because I want it to be as good as it can be, and I love that they care, you know? But yeah. I do see some people, not a lot, but there are some that, like, are really aggravated at that. Like, I'll see the posts. Me and John John yeah. were just talking about that today, too, how, like, um, and we understand it. Like, some people are, like, aggravated at it, you know? Like, ah, I, just stop posting about it. Just fucking release it already or shut up. I don't want to hear about it until it's released. And, like, I chalk that up to, like, they're just really passionate you know, passionate and excited for it to come out, that they're letting their emotions get the best of them. I really think that if everyone takes a deep breath that's feeling that way, you'll appreciate the fact that there are these delays because, man, if it was, you know, some other company that didn't care and they just released it, like, let's just get that money. Everybody's waiting. We're going to go make our millions and we can walk away. Who gives a shit? Like, man, how much more pissed would you be that you get it and, like, some things aren't working right or lining up right? Like, you want that shit to be as close to perfect as possible, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. Well, it, and yeah, and it, I always, I, I work in the publishing industry. So a lot of what, you know, when, when, uh, our Talsorian talks about some of the challenges and issues, it's very familiar. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, I, I, I recognize that. And the other thing, um, I, I do think that some people, um, don't quite realize this. I don't think they realize how small our Talsorian is. I mean, right. it's, a, it's a tiny, it's a, it's a family family company you know, with, you know, a, a few people that, they, you know, Jay's not family, family, but, you know, basically is because right, right. there's not many other people. And so, but it's literally the, the pot, like the pond Smith family. It's fucking Mike, his wife, his kid, you know, like yeah, it, it is literally not a mom and pop shop. Like by, but I mean, it's literally a family run yes. business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, and it's so tiny. So it, it's also understandable for that. And, you know, and, and they, are I think working so hard to make it right, and I, and I, I absolutely appreciate that. And you know what? I've been waiting for a while, 
I can wait a little bit longer exactly. um, for them to, to do that. And uh, it's not going to ultimately diminish my enjoyment. Like, you know, I'm starting a campaign now. I don't have the beta rules. Uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm so I'm doing Cyberpunk Red, tossing in some 2020. Exactly. And I've told my players, I'm going to look, when Red comes out, we'll adjust. We'll, we'll advance it to red, but we'll, we'll kind of go with this uh, for now. And, you know, they're perfectly fine with it. Ultimately, they're more interested in playing in this, in the game world and doing the storytelling exactly. with the mechanics backing it. So um, mechanics are so, secondary. Ultimately, when you look at it from like, you know, the player point of view, obviously like, and even from a GM point of view, I mean, it's the functionality you need to know to make it work. But first and foremost, you're right. It's about the storytelling and the gameplay, you know, the, the, not not gameplay, but like the lore player, however you want to word it, but like yeah. the, the story you're creating with the players, you know, and players are excited to interact. And like you said, get into that world. Like I'm sure if they've played Star Wars or D&D or something else, they're just like, oh yeah, I've heard of Cyberpunk. I want to get in there. I want to see what cybernetics are like and these corporations and like this, how the streets are in the combat zone. And like, you know, it's just, it's yeah. fun. It's its own world, you know, no matter, yeah. no matter the rules, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it's, and it's, I, I I love how rich cyberpunk is in its lore and history. And you can go as deep as you want or as light as you want to create your own story, but there's so much backing material there and um, fantastic hooks and um, a living kind of thriving uh, setting that they've created that um, really, really, you know, uh, clearly has stood the test of time. I mean, people oh, yeah. are still playing 2020 rules in 2020 that was released right, right. You know, <laughs> several decades back. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny, though? <laughs> Just in itself, that's so funny. Like when a game has such longevity and, and like a, a cult following that it's developed beyond its set future time of like within the story. It's like, well, here we are. Where's my yeah. AVs and shit? Like, you know, just yeah. like when, just like back in the day, back in the future, like I want my damn hoverboard already. Like, you know, like it was that, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to, I forgot to talk to you about you, when we were talking about the two brothers gaming stuff, where can people find that or get down with that? Like, you know, fan page, Twitter, Instagram, streaming, roll 20, like website, fill me in on all that. Like let's definitely yeah. drop some links info, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on Facebook, it's, it's two brothers gaming, uh, on Twitch, um, it's, uh, Drexel Pierce. Uh, so D R E K S U L P I E R C E. I'll provide the links. Um, and then, um, uh, I'm on, uh, YouTube as well under, uh, under Patrick Knauss. So, um, though I have my logo up there, so we just started it. So I, you know, I kind of adapting some of my personal spaces, uh, to it right now. And I think we'll get uh, more official, uh, as we, as we move along. But, um, so, but my Drexel Pierce is my, uh, I write some fiction and that's my, uh, like pen that's name my, or... that, that is my character's name. And oh, actually okay, it's cool. my, it's my old star Wars, character's name oh, wow. from when i played a long time I played a bounty hunter uh named drexel uh who who had a death wish but never managed to die so you know nice. he always, always survived so hell yeah nice yeah. And, and yeah real quick and anybody watching too like i'll put these uh you know this video obviously will share everybody can see the two brothers gaming logo up there so you can like look for it you see how to spell everything you can look up what he mentioned 
but also I know a lot of people belong to the Cyberpunk Uncensored group on Facebook. Um, it's a great place to kind of start. We'll be sharing the video. Um, we'll get Patrick definitely share all your links to the group. You know, when we release this video, put it in the comments. I'll drop like if you have a main one, let's put it in the uh, description so people can kind of follow and find you. But um, yeah. yeah, no, but yeah, go on with the. Uh, you know more about uh, Two Brothers Gaming and like the the locations where people can find you. So you do the YouTube. Are you? And you said you haven't fully gotten into it. You're just kind of getting it going as far as like putting it out there, I guess, because like you've been doing it. But now you're going to yeah. get into kind of putting it out there for people to enjoy, which is cool. Are yeah. you gonna? Yeah. Are, are you gonna stream the games live or record them and post them? Is it like actual gameplay and stuff? Yeah, it's going to be actual gameplay. So oh, yeah. we'll stream them live. So uh, you know, so. When when we stream live, it'll go to Twitch, YouTube, and uh, Facebook Live um, uh, uh, simultaneously, or you know, momentarily delayed um, yeah, yeah. as they are. Um, and so, yeah, so uh, and it'll it'll be mostly you know, it's kind of what we'll do is is uh, actual gameplay, um, and you know, we'll have like uh, we'll have regular games, and then we'll have some one offs uh, here and there that we'll continue to uh, play through as as we get back into. Uh, reconnect with various characters and, and storylines that we've, that we've started. So, um, and, and definitely hope to have uh, guest characters and players on um, o- over time um, as well as kind of just doing, doing what we do. And then our Facebook group, um, you know, we, uh, my brother and I kind of post things there, but we, you know, are kind of uh, sharing items and uh, you know, if we're doing conventions or, or what it is that we, we have. So, um, you know, and, I do hope to do some more conventions, you know, uh, Gen Con, I, I run games a lot. So, um, I ran fewer this year because it was all virtual. And so I didn't want to uh, do that, but usually at, at Gen Con, I start on Friday morning and pretty much run four or five games, um, you know, through, uh, through the days and through the weekend. Wow. So, um, so hopefully when, uh, when we get back to live, uh, conferencing, uh, we'll be able to do that. Um, and then, um, yeah, so you know, uh, that's those are the big that's the big conferences that I go to. I'd like to get ultimately to Origins at some point in time um, in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, but you know, again, we have to kind of wait to see what what everything happens. But yeah, um, but I I thought Gen Con was a really good uh, virtual conference experience, and uh, and uh, given the fact that they had to kind of put it together in a, in a few months, so you know, taking the the biggest gaming conference in the world. Um, from a, a a physical uh event to an online event and sort of kind of negotiating all that, I thought they did a, a really good job. Um, yeah. you know, and it was using Roll Twenty and or somebody or somebody wanted to use Fantasy Grounds or or you know a virtual tabletop or whatever they had. They were very accommodating to it, but really provided sort of the infrastructure around that for people to find games and connect. Um, and, and kind of work through it. So, um, so next year at Gen Con, whether it's whether it's virtual or physical, I'll be running Cyberpunk um, and um, Star Wars. Uh, so my brother and I did have this big idea that we would run a, an Allies versus Imperials oh, shit. <laughs> game, where he would one of us would run the Allies and Imperials in a, in a separate session, and then bring them up for a final battle. That's for awesome. A, uh, an in session so um so we want to do that uh, but 
that one needs to be physical, uh, but the, hopefully we'll be able to do that. So yeah, but, that, uh, that's a bit of, that's a bit more work, but that's awesome. That's really cool. I love stuff like that. When I, I was running two teams, when I was doing my 2020 red hybrid thing, kind of like what you're doing where it's use the starter kit, pull 2020, fill gaps with homebrew when needed, you know? But when I was doing that, I did something similar. I was running two teams weekly, but then I would kind of inter, intersect some of the lore here and there. So anybody following both teams, I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat or interesting. And then I was going to kind of have them cross over and do stuff, but then we fully got into red and just, you know, things evolved or whatever. That's awesome. If you can pull that off with your brother, that'd be really cool. <laughs> I love that idea. That's really cool. And yeah. also, so, and real quick, back to what you were saying about running cyberpunk and guest players. In the future, keep me in mind. I'd love to come and play, even if it's a one-shot or just for fun. Or just step in and play an NPC for you and just have some fun. That would be cool. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. Oh, yeah. We, oh, I, you're, I'm writing that down. So, uh, so Hell yeah, I'm officially, down. <laughs> I'll, I'll play. awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we'd love to have you. So, Because, um, yeah, because I, I want it to be kind of, it's going to be like an episodic kind of uh, feel. And, you know, it's going to have sort of an arc. Um, but there's going to be lots of places for like a fixer to be like a, a central character in the story for an episode because they're having, they're either protecting the fixer or, you know, uh, working with the fixer, you know, or, you know, a nomad or what have you. So there's nice. absolutely a lot of, a lot of that kind of opportunity to sort of bring up a, a, a character, um, in that yeah, setting. That's awesome. for, for... Fixer's one of my favorite characters too. <laughs> So keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, and, and looks like the chat is finally working. I know there were some delayed messages because I could see them online. Uh, some of, they're finally coming through on the chat, but Cyber Smiley's there. Um, I see Chris Bennett. What's up, guys? So very familiar friends and faces and fellow GMs from the Cyberpunk Uncensored group. And um, yeah, definitely I'm planning on having them on too on uh, future episodes. It's funny. It's great that they tuned in. But uh, yeah, awesome. back, back to what we were just to catch up on some of the chat stuff. Cyber Smiley was saying, yeah, a lot of people don't have patience anymore. Um, RTG taught me patience when they announced version 3 and took years before it saw the light of day. Exactly. I think it's just, you know, it's not, like, like we said before, it's not like, you know, angry or whatever troll-like activity. I just see it as like, um, just like I don't see a lot of, like, too much elitist stuff, but I will see a little debate or like, mm, well, that's not this or that, you know. But to me, I always chalk it up to the passion behind it. You know, I think some people are just so passionate about it that they just can't fucking wait. So like, even when they see it, they're just like, damn it, I want that. And I can't have it. So it just, it gets the best of them, you know? Yes. So I think it's, yeah. it's like Cyberspine said, it's, it's a patience thing. Totally. Um, yeah. and yeah, Chris Bennett said, hold your applause. He has arrived. So yes, Chris Bennett, thank you for joining us today. Let's get that in. There. <laughs> so yeah, but no, that's, that's great, man. Thanks for joining us on the chat. I always appreciate that when people get involved and stuff. And hopefully you got, you know, I know you guys all know Patrick. Definitely look up his two two brothers gaming stuff and, and give it some support. And um, and yeah, and I have a, another thing too. Like I'm not, not going to get into a detailed announcement, but hopefully there will be some, some other uh, fun things that we'll be doing here in the near future. And I'll be getting Patrick involved and, uh, and some other GMs too. So it'll be really cool. So doing the conventions and stuff, since you've done a lot of the bigger ones and running so many games and doing that, any crazy convention stories, whether it be unique players you've had to deal with or a crazy story or something happened, you know, somebody angry flipping the fucking table. Off, I don't know, but like any, any weird stories or weird people you've come across like doing, doing that, you know, cause I imagine you've had to, you know, you've had to do lots of games with like new people. You're just kind of meeting on the spot or pre pre signed up or did, but maybe don't know personally. Have you had any weird interactions or things happen? Yeah. Yeah, I have. So, uh, so 
Well, in fact, in the virtual con, uh, one, it's one of my, that just happened. Um, you know, I had, you know, everyone's playing from home. Right. And so we're, we're sitting around, we're playing and, um, all of a sudden, one of the, the players turns around and says, Mom, I told you, no, I'm gaming all weekend. And <laughs> it's like, it just, <laughs> kick this mom out. Oh, no. was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. So I, I, to me, well, I, I think one of my most memorable experiences was really, uh, to, to me, tell, is about what, role-playing games are so i ran a i have a, a, a consistent star wars game that i run and it's basically they have to invade a an imperial base and rescue a rebel spy who's been captured and get out or kill the rebel spy they're, they're kind of like left with this kind of choice they have to do and um i was running this game and they, they're they're trying to get out was the and the one of the characters who plays uh, one of the quarries that the octopus kind of guy uh, the fighters in Star Wars, he decides that he's going to sacrifice himself to ensure that the rest of the team can escape, and so he's heading off to fight some uh, death troopers and uh, starts firing. He gets knocked out, and one of the other players goes over and jumps onto a. Um, one of those little walkers with a big cannon on it. He says, I want to, I want to shoot these uh, death troopers. And it was the last roll of the game. And he rolls and he hit in that Star Wars game. They have a thing called a triumph, which is like the super, you know, uh, super critical, like a critical uh, success or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's really big. He rolled three of them. And, So, and so, and it ended and everyone was like, yeah, you know, it was just like this entire, you know, everyone at the table was like, uh, you know, excited. I was like, I was thrilled. That's awesome. And it was just, yeah, it was just like, ah, oh, that's, you know, get down to those die, roll them out. And yeah, yeah. You, you just succeed uh, in, in, a, in a really kind of fun way. And it was, it was, it was a fantastic sort of uh, kind of event. It was one of my, it's one of my favorite sort of role playing moments, um, that, that I've ever had. So I love, uh, yeah, I love extreme dramatic moments in gaming. Like where, whereas a GM, like, like you said, like a critical success will happen. That's just at the perfect fucking moment during a session, during an interaction or a combat moment or whatever, where it's like really needed. And they like put luck on you, like in cyberpunk, you know, you can put luck points. They put mm. like two luck points. And if, and, and when you look at the math, you're like, man, if they didn't do that, they were just there and that luck put them over the edge. And it was a critical success. And it did this. And like, I don't know. I love those moments that were like all the players and you and everybody's like, like, yeah, Oh shit. That was awesome. And like, and in the same breath, I kind of dig on the critical fails. I know players, yes. players might not, you know, with the outcome, but they, but I still get, you know, they still seem to get the same enjoyment of the excitement of it, whether it be negative or positive. Like I ran a game recently where one of the solos was like very motivated because it was like uh, human trafficking stuff. And he was, it was coming out of his building that he was protecting as a solo. And he was just pissed at these uh, people like were taking girls and selling them to pirates to take up whatever. And like, he was just like gung ho attacking like three dudes and just gonna jump ended up jumping on the boat i mean they, they did a great job he fucking pulled it off but during it one of the dudes rifled off his hand and it was like a critical hit and in red uh there's a whole critical injury 
table. If you get like two sixes on damage, you hit that. And so we did that and it was like, he ended up losing a hand and it was just so dramatic. And I and just, I remember that moment being like exciting, but sad, but weird. And like, everybody was like, Oh shit. Oh my God. Oh wow. And like, I don't know. I just love yeah. those moments in role playing where something extreme happens. Yes. As long yeah. as, as long as nobody dies. Cause obviously that's the be all end all of that. That character <laughs> can happen in cyberpunk. It's a dangerous world, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. I love the extreme moments. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> that sounds to me like there's a in the Witcher RPG. There's they have those critical tables as well, and it may they may uh, trigger a little bit differently. But but if one of them's listed as sucking chest wound, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love stuff like that. Like Cyberpunk has one collapsed lung. You know, yes. stuff like that. It just sounds brutal. You know, I just yes. love it. I think you might have seen like. Uh, some of the streams and stuff like uh, in one of the recent ones we did too, somebody else got a uh, foreign object wedge like um, Heather, uh, one of our players was running a rocker boy and his main weapon of choice is like the spiked bat and he hit someone in the head so hard, you know, did, did so much damage and got the critical success in the injury that the table ended up like a foreign object. So we said like a chunk of the bat broke off into him. You know, so it like does extra damage if he moves, it does more damage. Yes. So like, yes. yeah, I just love stuff like that. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it definitely seems like our Talsorian puts a lot of that, like definitely the Pondsmiths, they've got a lot of that like uh, gritty danger going on, you know, where like they, they kind of put that into their games and stuff. And especially Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's always been so dangerous, you know? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so aside from the game talk too, I noticed your your uh, your mascot sidekick left the the frame you had a little doggy in the background for a oh. little while there and he, he he or she left i just like bringing that up because i'm a big i'm a big animal lover i love animals and especially doggies i've got two of them uh a bailey and joe my my boy and my girl so i love that yeah. <laughs> but this I, is, I saw her this in the is lorelei yep this is lorelei so oh yeah she's cutie <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. hey what's up <laughs> yep. yeah i love little animals Yes, I love all animals. My, my dogs are huge. They're like, you know, 100-pound pit bulls and stuff, but they act like little babies. So <laughs> well, that's, that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what's what's next with uh, Two Brothers Gaming? And you said, like, you you know, you're going to be doing the, the upcoming cyberpunk stuff. Um, obviously, like, the quarantine's not lifting, so you're going to, you know, get into the streaming, push the YouTube, do all that, which I'm excited for because I love live gameplay and all that stuff. I watch it daily. That's how I have met a lot of cool people, you know, not just on my side, but like I said, as a fan, you know, yep. so I'm excited yep. you're doing that, but what's coming up, any other uh, conventions planned, you know, online, any other game stuff, anything like that to mention coming up? Well, I, my, my brother may kill me because it may be a little bit too early, but uh, we are working on our own game system. So, oh, awesome. uh, so we're, we're slowly working on our own kind of rule set um, and kind of setting. So we're kind of thinking a, a weird war, um, kind of uh, setting and vibe. So, um, but yeah, he, he's a, he's a math guy. So he loves doing the numbers and kind of trying to figure out the, the probabilities of the roles and, and that kind of thing. So, nice. um, so it's still a ways away, but eventually we'll be looking for beta players and testers and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully cool. that's, that's something I'll come to fruition, uh, with two brothers, uh, gaming as well. So now, I'm sure you'll get plenty of, uh, potential beta testers out of the cyberpunk uncensored group i know there's 
so many people on there I see posting like looking to play and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's really cool that, so it seems like your, your brother, he's more on the crunchy side. You're more on like the lore side. Is that what it is? Or like that you're, you're more on like the world building aesthetic side. He's more of like figuring out the math that makes sense to that or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it, it, he's, he's big into the lore as well, but he's definitely much more the math guy. Me, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I can read a probability table, but you know, I, I want something, I want a story that's good and I want some fun dice to roll um, and ways to do that. And, but he's able to take sort of like that concept and say, wait a second, if you, if you do it this way, then you're going to make it too easy or make it too hard. This is the kind of the number you need to achieve or, oh, yeah. um, you know, I don't, he, you know, I don't want it to be, you know, too often that you have critical successes, but you know, how often, how do you do that? So we've been kind of playing around and toying with that. And that's another one of the reasons why we play so many games is so that we can experience these different systems and kind of see how they play out in the, in the world um, and kind of help to develop our own sort of concepts and, um, you know, and try to, you know, I, th- I think we we tend as players. He and I tend towards the crunchier mechanics. Uh, we tend to like that. So, like Cyberpunk and The Witcher tend to be sort of our sweet spots in terms of the amount of crunch that we like. Um, but we also don't want it to be over crunchy, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it, there's a there's a game called Dystopia Twenty Three, uh, which is a uh, cyberpunk kind of t- typical cyberpunk that thing is crazy crunchy. i think i saw you post that i think you oh po- didn't you post something about that recently yeah yeah, yeah i wrote so it familiar and it was like, it's like a black cover with the outline of a person or something yeah i totally yeah. remember that i saw you post that yeah 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 it is it is so crunchy now you know some people like it you know and and, and all the power to them but it's i mean it's too much it, too much for me yeah too much for, it, it, it's like four layers of cover and how that affects it. And if you're walking three meters per second or six meters per second or nine, you're just like, wait a second. Yeah. It's a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. No, but it sounds like your brother, he's kind of like the equivalent of James over at Arts House Story where he's like the mayor of Balance Town. You know, like, like, you know, you might be coming up like the lore, something of the way it works. That's not to say, like you said, he doesn't, he likes the lore too, all that. Cool. But it sounds like he's the one that's kind of like, oh, but that's too much. Let me, like, he figures out the math so it makes sense. Fair sense, I should say. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, so don't don't break it or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, so I I rely on him for that. So we've been, so we've been focused on what the mechanics look like before we kind of go and make a bunch of lore because we figure don't want to make the lore too much until you, you're pretty sure oh, yeah. what the mechanics are. And some of that drives that too, what, what you kind of do lore wise um, as well. So, um, but, um, but yeah, so it's, it's really fun to kind of uh, create and, and sort of do some kind of game design um, and, and have fun with that. So, um, you know, and, and our expectation is pretty much just, you know, just have fun and, and provide a way to tell stories and kind of uh, participate in that game, uh, the gaming community, a little bit in a, a even different way uh, than just playing or GMing or uh, or, or having a bunch of uh, games on the shelf that, that you want to play. So yeah, yeah, no, it's cool that you know you'll have your own with with all that. But how has it been doing that and working with? I mean, I know you play with your brother. That's the whole thing of two brothers gaming, you know. And like you yeah. said, you kind of got him into it, I guess, you know. But yeah. how, how is that? Not just playing 
but working with, you know, if you're creating your own game, I mean, it's like having a business with family, which isn't the easiest thing to do. But how do you guys, I imagine you guys get along probably better than the typical, uh, you know, family members where you have a hard time doing business together because of the fact you guys play together and stuff and have that common bond. But how is it working with your, your brother? It's great. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I think we, you know, we're able to be sort of open and honest, uh, with each other in terms of like, Hey, I, I kind of like that, you know, cause, um, we both have our different perspectives that we come into it. So, um, you know, at so far we haven't had any kind of, uh, you know, kind of run-ins in terms of like, uh, something we listen to each other's ideas and we kind of, what we did was kind of like, you know, he wanted to really think about an initiative system. Right. He wanted and I was like, yeah, go for it. Kind of think about the initiative system. Let me kind of write up what I think sort of the basic mechanics of a task role would look like. And, you know, we kind of have that discussion about ultimately what that how that comes about. So um, I think we're trying to to use what interests us most in those areas and to bring those out and then and kind of flesh that out. sort of that way. And you know what, if we, if we disagree, we'll probably end up going play Warzone and taking our frustration out. Yeah. On, uh, you know, or just roll uh, for it, roll for it. Yeah. Now you're just there saying. you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out the D10. All right. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Opposed roll. Yeah. So no, I think that's awesome. Though. At least you're, you know, gaming with family, you're creating a game with them. That's really cool. And then that's your whole brand, man. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, aside from that, I just want to bring it up um, that I love the fact you're wearing a cyberpunk shirt. You know, like in all my streams, all my shit, I always try to rock some different type of, you know, cyberpunk brand or shirt stuff. I feel like if if I can't pull off, which, you know, hopefully soon I will be, I got some, some cool things I'm working on. But, like, if I can't right now fully pull off some cyberpunk cosplay for myself, I'm at least going to rock, like, some of the brands or some of the shirts from Art House or whatever. But I love that yeah. shirt. That's, that's the... Uh, yeah. Um, I think I, I saw that same design I tried to order. Um, it was a little different, but it was that same artwork. Um, but it was from some guy in the UK, and it never showed up. I ended up having to open up a dispute in PayPal. I was so depressed because I wanted it. But I love that shirt. That's really cool. Yeah. This <laughs> one, yeah, I got it from a guy in Finland, uh, Malhur. Um, was it off Etsy? Etsy? No yes. shit. Yes. Oh, my God, man. That is, that's so fucking uh, small world shit right there. Like that, That's probably the same one. It was off Etsy, and I ordered, and it never came. I had to open up a dispute. He never communicated oh. or anything. I wonder if something happened. That's weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, no, hey, but, but, hey, at least you got one. Now I can just be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, my wife makes fun of me because I, uh, I have, like, different, like, she's like, wait, where did that shirt come from? I was like, oh, I needed a. Uh, United Federation of Plants shirt for Star Trek Adventures. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I had to have a shirt for that. And I've got a Traveler Referee shirt, you know. Awesome. So, Hell so, yeah. 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 So. I love when, like, I have a player. Um, I mean, I love when I see other people stream and do this too. But, like, I have a player who's playing a Netrunner. He was playing it before. Now he's playing it in the new Red. Um, and he put up a green screen. So now, like, he rocks, like, a cyberpunk city background. And then when he enters a system and starts net running, he, oh. he changes it to this, like, yes, red yes, digital yes. stuff it's going so on. Cool. I'm like, oh, I love that. Like, you know, just like I try, like, when I play, like, I'll rock, like, the blue light in the back. And then when we enter combat, I'll switch it to red. You know what I mean? And then I have some, like, yes. little little toy things, yes. some cosplay things I'm going to kind of incorporate in. But I love kind of... I look at it kind of like uh, the equivalent in filmmaking and gaming as like breaking that fourth wall, even though it's not the same 
type of thing, but it's similar in that realm. Like when you watch a film like Deadpool per se, and like he'll like look at the camera and like talk to the audience and break the fourth wall the same way the comic book does. I don't know if you can tell I collect, but yes. uh, yeah. So like, you know, like in the reading, like it'll break the fourth wall, you know, like and in the artwork. And I, I almost feel like it's kind of like that. Um, I don't know if it's not using the terminology like metagaming or breaking the fourth wall, but it's like the only things that I, I don't know how to define it, but it's similar when I see a GM or a player drop in that sort of like, um, something in real world world to translate into what's happening in gameplay. And I love that shit. I think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You do a really good job with that. So I, I I always, always like how you change your colors and, and, and that kind of stuff as it's happening. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I'm getting new glasses, but my eyesight's really bad. And I finally got a pair of sunglasses that are going to be mirror kind of shades. So hopefully it'll be in pretty soon and I'll be able to actually see with them. But I'll also be able to sort of try to pull off a bit of the Mike Pondsmith uh, GM style. Yeah. With the, you, know, you know, you can't see my eyes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just get the voice down and you're yes. pimping. <laughs> yeah, you should get the ones, the glasses are just solid. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not too yeah. practical, but they, I guess they look cool <laughs> while playing. But then out in the real world, you might get some weird looks. They're, kind of, they're a little ahead of their time, I guess. Even though they're yeah. very 80s. They're very 80s vibe. But, yes. oh, but isn't all cyberpunk, like that whole retro, like cyber wave vibe, like that whole 80s thing, future. I don't know. It, it has like that, that weird uh, old, new, retro future vibe to it to me. Like I just love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. Well, man, I think we we got to touch on a lot of great subjects, and we got to talk about a lot of uh, Patrick Canal stuff. You know, we got we got some Patrick Canal lore on this episode, which is fun, <laughs> and uh, we got to really cover Two Brothers Gaming. Anybody watching, like I said, we'll we'll be posting links and things and sharing videos and his upcoming streams and everything in the Cyberpunk Uncensored group. That's a great uh, base to kind of find him. Plus, he's got his own uh, that you'll see the links and things of. So definitely follow and show him some love as well. Um, anybody watching, like the video, give us a share. Um, you know, we do this because we have a passion for cyberpunk, but like I always say, it's so much more validating when we get support from the community. So please consider it. And um, yeah, any last words, anything else that you wanted to mention or talk about that we forgot? Uh, well, uh, just thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I keep uh, keep up your great work and, you know, I, I love supporting you as much as I can and, and watching what you do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fantastic. So, um, but yeah, you know, uh, let's, let's march on Chumbas and, uh, you know, in place of cyberpunk. Hell so. yeah. No, I really appreciate that, man. And vice versa. Like I love the support back and forth, all that good stuff. And, um, anybody watching, yeah, there's going to be, I don't know, like you're watching this live. I know this goes live and then it posts like within minutes and then, you know, I'll be promoting it. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to post it live. I might wait till tomorrow. I might stagger some of these, but there's definitely an upcoming episode of Game Master Tips, all about campaign building featuring Patrick. We're going to talk to him a little bit about that. So look out for that too. And um, yeah, man, thanks so much for joining me. There's also an upcoming project uh, that I want to talk to you about. We'll talk about off camera and hopefully we'll be making an announcement about that soon too. I just wanted to mention that here to give a little pre-hype about something that might be coming up. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, thanks so much for joining me, man. And I'll... Yep. I'll See you soon. We'll be uh, doing that Game Master tip. So, <laughs> All right. All right. Great. Thank Take, you for having me. Hell yeah, man. Take care, everybody.